0: most mortals marvel at this master's magnificent meticulous mind this enigmatic eccentric genius was extremely groundbreaking his impressive inspiring ideas instilled a sense of imagination in us for generations to come we will look into the life of the wide-eyed wanderer known as Albert Einstein on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to this, another exciting edition of FYI, the weekly podcast where we delve into a different topic every week. And as I tell you guys, week after week, you aren't the only ones learning. I learned so much about Albert Einstein after preparing this episode, and now I'm ready to share it with you. And remember, if you want additional content, meaning bonus audio, articles that are related to the topic in question, you can get PDFs with the vocabulary, weekly classes with me where we review the key vocabulary of each episode and monthly master classes that and you can also become a part of our curious community which is growing every single day if you want to find out more go over to patreon.com slash alberto alonso and thanks to my patrons for being the greatest students Ever and for making this show possible, so a shout out to all of you, especially my super duper students: Mara, Javier, Francisco, Tony, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, and Loles. And don't forget about my interstellar students: Pago, Diego, Carmen and Diana. Thanks to all of you. Let's continue to grow together. And for those of you who are thinking about joining our community, give it some thought. I think it's worth it. For around three euros a month, you can have access to of additional vocabulary and content. And don't forget, I've been doing this for now three seasons. So you've got all that content. You've got access to all the bonus stuff that came before. It seems like a deal to me. Un chollo. If you're not sure, either way, go over to patreon.com slash and Take a look around and see if it's something that looks interesting to you. We're having a blast. Lo estamos pasando en grande. All right, so now it's time for the lecture at hand: El tema pendiente. Albert Einstein. I know in Spanish you say Einstein, or Einstein? I, 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 My wife, I should have asked her to pronounce it for me before the episode. We say Albert Einstein. Now I guess we would have to ask his mother and his father how they pronounced it, but in the United States, it's accepted as Albert Einstein. I started off by saying most mortals marvel. Whoa, three Ms right off the bat. La mayoría de los mortales se preguntan. O no se preguntan, maravillan. They marvel. I think we looked at this word in a past episode. Most mortals marvel at this master's magnificent, so master evidentemente es maestro, magnificent meticulous mind. Wow, that's a lot of M's. I think a few more and we've got enough for a bag of (laughs) M&M's. Anyway, I said this enigmatic eccentric genius, enigmatic because, well, he wasn't really a secretive guy, but enigmatic because everybody wanted to know what was going on in his brilliant brain. And he was eccentric. Obviously, you just had to take a look at the guy, take a look at his hairstyle and the way he dressed to see that he was a bit eccentric. And we're going to look at that a little bit later on in the show, some of his fashion faux pas. And then I said, He was extremely groundbreaking. Literally, groundbreaking means que rompe la tierra. Pero es otra forma de decir innovador. He was an innovator. Constantly innovating. His discoveries, his ideas, him, they were groundbreaking. And get ready for the eyes. No, no los ojos, los ies. But we are going to talk about Einstein's eyes a little bit later on. I'm talking about the letter I now. I said his impressive, impresionante, inspiring, inspiring es que te inspiran, ideas instilled, and that's inculcar A sense of imagination in us for generations to come. And then you heard like an electrical sound effect because I was just thinking of his brain cells connecting and not being able to take all that knowledge, toda esa sabiduría que tenía ahí dentro. Careful with that word too. He knows, bueno, en pasado he knew a lot of things, pero quería mirarlo en presente. He knows a lot. He has a lot of knowledge. Fijaos en cómo cambia el sonido vocal en esas dos palabras. No knowledge. And I finished up the intro saying, we will look into, this is a great one, investigar. We will look into the life of this wide-eyed. And if you're wide-eyed, tienes los ojos abiertos. Estás mirando todo. You're paying attention, and everything is thrilling, everything is exciting and everything is about discovery and then I called him a wanderer which is weird because we usually say a wanderer a wanderer is somebody who likes to wander deambular a wanderer is somebody who likes to wander que es preguntarse cosas I assume he was both but I said wanderer so vamos a decir esta frase I wonder if he liked to wander. Me pregunto si le gustaba deambular. Well, I know one thing, his mind liked to wander. And not just his mind, his eyes as well. We'll find out that Albert Einstein was not just a brain, but he was also a bit of a womanizer. Mujeriego. Yeah, well, as I said, I learned a lot of things, and I'm going to share them with you. So here's the first thing I imagine everybody in the whole world is asking themselves. How smart is Einstein, or was Einstein? well, what was his IQ? Isn't that how we find out how smart somebody is? It's how we measure or how we gauge that? Sure. You take an IQ test. I think you say coeficiente. We say IQ. Well, they say that his IQ was around 160. But guess what? There's no way of verifying that claim but why not? Why didn't he just take an IQ test? Well, sadly, Albert Einstein never took an IQ test. So we can guess, we can suppose what his IQ could have been, but nobody really knows. So that's one thing that adds to the mystery. But I think we can all agree that he had an extremely high IQ. But normally, people who are very intelligent, I'm talking like prodigy, intelligent. Well, they usually have some other issues, and he was no different. In fact, as a child, he was the king of throwing temper tantrums. Now, what is a temper tantrum? I think in Spanish you say rabieta. So he would get really angry, and he would throw things whenever he was displeased. And in fact, there's even uh, a record of him When he was frustrated, he picked up a chair and threw it at his teacher. So he might have been able to control his brain. But his temper was another thing. And that's normal too. Kids need to learn to control their tempers. But he had a bad temper as a child. I like it in Spanish. You say, he had bad milk. (laughs) Tenía mala leche. And we're going to debunk a myth right now. There is a myth going around that Einstein was never a good student, that he struggled in school. But they are saying that this is a myth. It's made up. Okay, as we just saw, he might have had a problem with authority, but he wasn't a bad student. During his summers, when he was a a preteen, esto es antes de ser un teenager, a preteen, he would study math and physics For fun. Because he was bored. He said, well, I'm going to study some math and physics. I don't know about you guys, but I check Twitter for fun. (laughs) And I guess that's why I haven't mastered differential and integral calculus by the age of 15. In fact, I haven't mastered it by the age of 43. So, he was not a bad student. He was light years ahead of the rest. He just had some issues in how to adapt and development, as many, many kids do. It's it's nothing abnormal. I mean, I I think it's actually interesting that the guy was really smart and he liked to follow, you know, all the lessons, but he wasn't into following the rules. And I think that's one of the things that made him him. Most people who are innovators, most people who change the world don't follow the rules. They rewrite the rules. And one example of this was when his country, because he was born in Germany, well, when his country got involved with Nazism, he said, no way, I will not be a part of this. I am going to denounce this publicly. And they said that from a young age, he was not a big fan of any kind of nationalism. He considered himself to be a citizen of... Of the world. So it's no wonder that when he was 16, he renounced his German citizenship and he was stateless for a while. That's right, sin Estado, like Tom Hanks in that movie, The Terminal. Then eventually, in 1901, he got his Swiss citizenship, and he also got American citizenship. But the Nazis were looking for him. They had a bounty on him que le buscavan, because, well, he left the country and he was publicly denouncing what the Nazi party was doing. I even read when I was researching this that they took a lot of his books and essays and they burned them in Nazi Germany. So he was persona non grata in his country. But in all fairness, he was the one who said, if you guys are going to do that, I am not German anymore. I'm not interested. No way, Jose. As we say, count me out. I also wanted to talk a little bit about his love life. Now, as I said before, he was a bit of a womanizer, which is strange because he was unkempt. You know, when you looked at him physically, he was unkempt, I think that's desalineado. And usually women like a guy who's well-groomed, you know, who combs his hair and, you know, puts on deodorant, those basic things. But I guess they loved him for his brain. His sense of humor, or the fact that he played the violin. I mean, this guy was a curious, interesting creature. And his curiosity was not just in mathematics, it was also in women. And he had his eye on the only female student in his physics class. He said, You're my favorite in this class. And she said, Well, I'm the only woman. He goes, See? <laughs> Her name was Mileva Maric, excuse my pronunciation, Maric or Maric, possibly. Uh, And she was the only female student in the Zurich Polytechnic School when Einstein was there. And like Einstein, she was passionate about math and science, and she was an aspiring physicist as well. But when she married Einstein and became the mother of his children, she gave up those ambitions and we're going to talk a little bit about his exploits in the bonus part of the show as i said this guy was a player a player es un golfo and he also had an illegitimate baby an illegitimate baby, or as we say, a baby born out of wedlock. That means the parents are not married. So before he married Mileva, she gave birth, dio a luz, out of wedlock, para usarlo de nuevo, ¿no? And it was a baby girl. This was in 1902. She was staying with her family in Serbia. And the baby's name was, and excuse my pronunciation, Lyserl, Lyserl. And it's believed by historians that this baby died in its infancy of scarlet fever or was given up for adoption, but they only heard of this baby while it was just an infant, and then nobody heard about this baby ever again. And they say that in all likelihood, in toda probabilidad, Einstein never saw this baby in person. So, yeah, I guess he had a rocky marriage, a rocky love life. Rocky es con problemas. Piénsalo. Si hay rocas por el camino, pues tienes muchos problemas. And surely he got divorced. Now, he paid his wife, Mila Maric, his first wife, he paid her with the prize money that he got from the Nobel Prize. This was so she would agree to grant him a divorce. So that's an, an interesting, fun fact about Einstein. He never got to keep the money from his Nobel Prize because he wanted to get out of his marriage. And he said, well, here, take the money and we'll call it quits. To call it quits, is decir, hasta aquí hemos llegado. The total was $32,250. Now, obviously, in today's money adjusted for inflation, that's a lot more. It says here that 10 times the annual salary of the average professor. So that was a nice payout. He could have gone, you know, drinking with his friends to Ibiza or something like that. But no, he wanted to settle up and get out of that divorce. And we're going to talk more about his exploits with women in the bonus part of today's show. And we couldn't talk about Albert Einstein without talking about the theory of relativity. That's right, E equals MC squared. Einstein published this theory of general relativity in 1915. And it stated, and I'm going to read it word for word because I'm no scientist, as you can imagine. And it stated that gravitational fields cause distortions in the fabric of space and time. And like many theories, when it came out, it was quite controversial until May 1919, about four years later, when there was a total solar eclipse. And it gave the proper conditions to test if a supermassive object, in this case, we're talking about the sun, could cause a measurable curve, una curva, in the starlight passing by it. And what this guy wanted to do, this guy who was testing it, I'll tell you his name, I have it here, Arthur Eddington, well, this guy wanted to prove einstein's theory true once and for all and he did it he went to the coast of west africa and he photographed this eclipse and this eclipse proved that the theory of relativity was a hundred percent true and that news which again came four years later made him An instant celebrity. And when I say him, yes, Arthur Eddington. But even more so, Albert Einstein. The guy we came here to talk about today. Because they realize this guy knows what he's talking about. He was right. And it not only proved that he was right... Now other scientists were willing to do research in this field and further develop his cause. In the six years after this eclipse, which again happened in 1919, there were more than 600 books and articles that were written on the theory of relativity. I'm not talking about now. Now there are probably 6 million but just in the six years after it, there were 600 different materials written about the theory of relativity. Sadly, Albert Einstein died in April 1955. He died from an abdominal aortic aneurysm. Now, what they say is that, of course, these are things that can happen to anyone. But if you're a heavy smoker, well, it could increase the chances of you having aortic aneurysm. And was our friend Albert Einstein a heavy smoker? Yes. He was a heavy pipe smoker. He smoked for decades. He praised smoking and said that when he was smoking his pipe, he could see things more clearly. And his his doctors, they told him, they said, dude, you got to stop smoking because uh, you're getting sick and this isn't helping you. And he sporadically obeyed, esporadicamente acató, But occasionally he wanted to have his pipe and philosophize. And ultimately it led to, you know, smoking wasn't the cause of his death, but it absolutely led to his death. In his will, his will is su testamento. You can also say your last will and testament, but it's more common to say in your will. So in his will, he requested that his body be cremated. Okay, that's pretty normal. Many people decide to be cremated instead of buried. But in a bizarre turn of events, A Princeton, Princeton is a university, a very reputable university in New Jersey. Well, a Princeton pathologist, a guy named Thomas Harvey, removed Albert Einstein's brain during an autopsy, and he kept it. Se lo quedo. That's right. Now, what was he doing that for? Well, it was in the hope of unlocking the secrets of his genius but come on, I know this is for science and all that and blah, 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 but you gotta respect someone's last wishes. Now, eventually, Einstein's son said that uh, he could cut apart the brain and they could study it, but initially, the guy did it without permission, and believe me, they said that the, the Einstein family was very reluctant, Reacio, but they approved it And then this doctor, Thomas Harvey, decided to cut Einstein's brain into little pieces. And he sent them to many different scientists for further research. And they've done all kinds of studies on his brain. Scientists from all over the world who were sent a sample of the brain studied it. But not too much has come from it until... 1999 and in 1999 a team from a canadian university published a controversial paper claiming that einstein possessed unusual folds pliegues, on his parietal lobe please pr- uh, forgive my pronunciation a part of the brain the parietal or parietal lobe and this is a part of the brain that's associated with mathematical and spatial ability. So at first I'm thinking, you know, this guy, I thought that he wanted to make some money off of Einstein's brain, but it seems like he really was interested in trying to figure out what made this man so unique and so different from everybody else in this world. It's almost like he saw the world with different eyes. And speaking of eyes, I told you that we were gonna talk about Albert Einstein's eyes. Well, this doctor, this really nice doctor, the pathologist Thomas Harvey, didn't only illegally perform an autopsy on Einstein's body and steal his brain, but he also stole his eyes. What? That's right. He stole Einstein's brain and his eyes. And he gave the eyes to Einstein's eye doctor. I guess that makes sense. The guy's name was Henry Abrams. And supposedly, legend states that Einstein's eyes are kept in a safety deposit box in New York City to this day. So that's a, an interesting, I guess that's the thing, folks. When somebody is that brilliant, that amazing, we want that person to be eternal. We want them to live on forever because we want to feel like we knew them, like we were near them, like they influenced us. And there's no doubt that Albert Einstein not only influences scientists all over the world, but he continues to influence children, children, teachers and so many people all over the place sadly we have reached the end of the first part of today's show the good news is we have a bonus part and in the bonus part of today's show we're gonna see how einstein was the inspiration for yoda in star wars we're also gonna see how he charged for autographs wait Don't be so quick to judge. There's a good twist on this one, and we'll take a look at that in the bonus part. We'll also talk about his fashion sense, or lack thereof, some of his hobbies, and we'll also take a look at some of his quotes. Unas citas. Oh, and don't forget about his juicy exploits. That and so much more in the bonus part of today's FYI.